0: Back to the Neil Haley show here on the Caregiver Dave celebrity segment. I'm excited to welcome to the program Caregiver Dave and Sandy. Dave, how are you and what's I'm going awesome. on?
1: Man? I'm awesome. How are you doing? Good. Didn't
0: you like last week's conversation? I always have great it, it was amazing. You
1: never disappoint Neil. You, you never, know, I never ever
0: disappoint did. whoever you're getting. You never know their story, <laughs> what their story is going to be about. And that's what's so great about interviewing over 7,000 plus people. <clears And> someday <throat> I'll have them all in one, one place to find them all. But that'll be I have to hire somebody that'll cost me thousands of thousands, no hundreds of thousands of dollars. But our guest today is Peter Woodward. And Peter Woodward is, we know him from the Patriot. We're talking about Dolphin Island and his career. Peter, what's up? Stop for thanks for stopping by.
2: How are you? I'm pretty good. You should get the Super Bowl, actually, for all your seven thousand. You know, and as they increase over the years, you know, you should have a <laughs> sort of Neil Haley Super Bowl in which everyone you know sits Come around together you, for an event.
0: All the different to. celebrities yeah. all together, and anyone that's been on the show, I love it. You you can set it up security. It could be in we could be in L.A. and you know it could be a super spreader. You Yeah, know, I wanted to celebrate ten thousand interviews whenever that day comes, and I'll make it up and say we hit ten thousand. Okay, let's invite as many people to a great event. I love it. I think so. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, Peter, that when they talked about, you know, number of shows, there was a show called Mike and Mike in the Morning that was on ESPN and they were celebrating how many years and they did it longer than me, but they did less shows. I'm like, what did I do? how did I do this? But it's because I've short interviews. Some are eight, some are 15, some are 30, some are an hour. And when I was just doing radio shows, yeah, I produced five hours of programming a week. Right. But there's maybe 10 interviews out of those five hours. And then it goes to podcasting and our business has changed, right? Podcasting used to be a thing that people were like, ah, podcast, I'd rather be on a radio show. Now it's changed, Peter. Isn't that yeah. amazing how well,
2: things, you know, change in the It way is, that... But also, I mean, in the past year, for obvious reasons, you know, um, it used to be a real, frankly, a bit of a pain to do these interviews because uh-huh. you'd either have to do them on the telephone, uh-huh. in case you had no real contact, or you had to go into a studio and you had to dress up and put a tie on and all that stuff. And now, you know, you're in my home, you know, <laughs> just. Right. And the tours would be all such a pain in the
0: butt. You, you've you done them, Right. Uh-huh where you've done those tours or nine to 11 in the morning, which will be six to nine, eight for you. And you're constantly talking to somebody for 15 minutes about a project, right? You've done those, been there, done that, have a t-shirt to prove it. I've been there and done that and I won't do it anymore. I'd rather have a longer (laughs) one because you don't get to develop that connection and that relationship. So let's talk, Peter, you're known for the Patriot. What, so for Dave that saw the Patriot and I did too, Tell us your character in The Patriot before we get to
1: Dolphin I'm trying to imagine who you were, and I think you (laughs) were that bad British officer who killed everybody.
2: No, I I was the aide-de-camp
1: to the bad (laughs) British officer.
2: Um, yeah, the Patriot is yeah. It's, it's something that a lot of people remember me for. I've I've done a lot of other stuff, but yeah, that that, that does. You had hair,
1: right, at the time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yes, I did. Well, it was it was a wig, you know. I mean, in those days, everybody um, wears we, wigs. Yeah. We bald folk didn't have to worry because everyone wore <laughs> wigs anyway, from George Washington down. Right. So you know, everyone had hair, so that was all right. Then. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's crazy that that's so remembered. Um, you know, I had a relatively small part in it, but uh, it's um, uh, it was one of those last really great huge movies i mean i remember going yeah. to the set of the patriot and i saw this vast field with massive m- mechanical cranes and camera trucks and yeah. you know and then i thought this is amazing and then they said oh no there are three more fields after this you yeah. know? <laughs> was- what was it like working with Mel? He was great. Yeah, he was great. He was a a really nice guy and uh, very friendly and, you know, uh, um, not starry at all. Um, My father was a a well-known actor, so I'm used to being around stars and working with them. And and you guys are
1: real actors, uh, like Sir (laughs) Richard Burton, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, Royal Shakespeare Company. Wow. all All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've done Your all stuff,
2: but but it's also that um, you know because of that I I don't have any time for anyone who's remotely starry. Uh, <laughs> I just I just you know walk away. Um, uh, but Mel was a really nice guy um, and um, uh, a very very talented too, a very fine actor. Yeah. And I think because of of the difficulties that he's had um, sure. over the past few years, right. which I know he's been trying to solve, but because of those difficulties, you know, we tend to forget what a really good actor he is.
1: You know, oh, yeah. That's my yeah, opinion.
2: anyway, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So Peter, I just kind of
0: answering that question. You said it was a small role. What was the role yeah. in the Patriot?
2: Uh, well, I I was um, uh, the assistant to the really bad uh, to the really <laughs> bad guy or one of the really bad guys. Um, in, uh, dirty and, work. Uh, General O'Hara was was my name. Yeah. Um and uh, but yeah, and it was it was one of my um earlier jobs when I I came to uh, Los Angeles. I came here about twenty years ago. And it was one of my earlier jobs. And, um, you know, I've done a lot of, uh, of TV and stuff um, since then. And, um, and you're a cat also lover. a writer. So I mainly write now. Um, that's mainly what I'm up to at the moment. Do you see that cat in the background? I do <laughs> see yeah, that cat, that's cool. That's a great thing, Dave wants to bring up cat.
0: I'm not gonna go cat. I'm gonna go real quick, one more question. Peter, what would you think your fans see you best known for? You have a, a good laundry list of different major yeah. shows
2: you were on. Probably a, a bunch of those science fiction shows that I did, um, uh, Crusade and Babylon 5, uh, the movies of Babylon yeah. 5 and, and Charmed. I was the source of all evil in Charmed, I'll have you know. Oh. And not many people can <laughs> say they're the source of all evil, but I can. Um, that's, yeah, <laughs> that was the, yeah, the old charm. You've, got, you've from, got that look, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, we all have that look, don't we? You know, I mean, <laughs> what, 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 when you've got this up there, the thing is that everyone <laughs> tends to cast you as a baddie. <laughs> Which is why doing this movie, Dolphin Island, was so, was so great. Because, you know, for once, I was, uh, I was, I was a good guy. Yeah, yeah you were like, a good guy and a very yeah. good guy. So tell us <laughs> about the character
0: and the premise of it, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, Dolphin Island is one of those rare things nowadays, which is a, um, a family movie um, really designed for everyone to watch and enjoy. Um, and it's about a, uh, a, a young girl who is uh, who's orphaned, and uh, she goes to live with her grandfather in the Bahamas, and we shot the whole oh, thing in the Bahamas just oh, before is. COVID, so we were really lucky. And it was really it was the most beautiful uh, locations in the Bahamas. fantastic place. Um, but of course, I wasn't the star, and um, the girl playing my uh, granddaughter wasn't the star, the star was a dolphin, okay? There's <laughs> these dolphins. you, can, you can't be you can't be a dolphin <laughs> right? You'll never get the I, you know, that a dolphin'll get right. Yeah, I mean, the, the dolphins were the most amazing actors. I mean, they're extremely well-trained. And um, we went to a facility wh- where they are completely open to go out into the ocean if they want. Um, you know, they're not uh, trapped or penned in in any way because we didn't want any of that. So they
1: worked voluntarily.
2: They worked voluntarily. Well, they work for fish. You know. <laughs> I mean, kind of like me. You know, we'll work for fish. too. You know, give me a good yeah. fish, I'll do you a movie. And I bet you have a new
1: appreciation for dolphins. <laughs>
2: I do. They are the most extraordinary creatures. I yeah. mean, obviously, they're mammals, like us. And you tend to forget that. You know, you get into their element, which is the water. And you tend to think, well, this is, this is obviously the cat again. I <laughs> am. <Damn. laughs> obviously, you know, the, um, <laughs> uh, this is the dolphin world. But it's also a mammal world. And, and these dolphins, they look at you. You know, They look straight at you. And and you know that they're thinking about you and who you are and whether you're going to be okay and whether you're going to hurt them or whether you're going to play with them and whether you're going to have whether you're going to give them fish. Most importantly. <laughs> and um yeah, they, they were amazing. And of course, their uh, their, their trainers, the Bahamian trainers, uh, were just extraordinary with them. You know. I mean, we, we, we asked them some pretty difficult things, you know, um, do you think we could get a dolphin to to pick up a, you know, a discarded right. piece yeah. of trash on its nose? And they said, well, we've never done that before, but let's try
1: it.
2: <laughs> so we had this character throwing some trash into the, into the water, which, of course, he shouldn't do. And the dolphin came up underneath the trash, lifted it up and gave it back to us. It was just extraordinary. Never done wow. that before, you know so i mean if anyone ever thinks you know um that uh, that uh, the mammals that are in the water the whales and the dolphins and you know anyone ever thinks that they are so far away from us that it doesn't matter what happens to them well you look a dolphin in the
1: eye and you'll change your mind well it sounds like a great family movie with a lot yeah, of moral uh subjects it. that's awesome
2: yeah and it's fun and it's exciting and, of that, yeah 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 and it, it's uh, it's basically because the The uh, other grandparents who are rich come to try Mm. and claim the granddaughter back. uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm uh, a
1: great uh, grandfather. So, yeah, my job is cut out for me. So are you drawn now to family films?
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, I I am. Um, You know, I've I've always enjoyed things that uh, I I don't like. You've got kids of your own. I do. I have one, but he's 26. So he's, he's oh. on his own now. <laughs> but grandkids but, on the way. Yeah. yeah well, maybe, um, <laughs> but I, I don't like violent movies. I just don't, I don't watch them because I don't like them. Um, sure. you know, and, and I've written some, you know, I've written some violent <laughs> movies. So I, I understand that there is a place for violence in, in movies, if it tells the story and if it's part of the story, but I just personally don't like watching it. I just turn it yeah, off. Me too. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've and I've just funny enough, I've just finished um, directing my first movie, which was a which is a comedy, um, a romantic oh. comedy. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm very much into what is being made at the moment and what is not being made. And I don't think it's I don't think it's an excuse for covid. Um, I don't think that's a good enough excuse. There simply sure. aren't enough movies being made, which are genuinely family oriented. Now, Amen. I know they're all superhero movies, sure. but I don't know what you feel about them for me there's too many explosions yeah. too many people being knocked down yeah. and and you know,
1: i just i'm doesn't... a sucker for romantic comedy but you yeah. know that makes me a wuss right <laughs> well you would have thought so i think the problem <laughs> is that that the romantic comedy
2: has has gone into a bit of a decline lately you know there haven't been any really good ones that's lately. because of the gang COVID. Because again, you can't really have a romantic comedy in life because
0: it really, or no one's living that life right now.
1: So I think people have given up on on romance, you know, because they can't find that relationship and they're in a bad marriage and, and you know, they're constantly breaking up with their boyfriend, girlfriend. And, well, let's and hope a lot of them have given it, up. Dave. Let's keep the positivity. So let's move on. So Peter, um, the movie,
0: what would you say your fondest moments of being in this movie? Like working with the cast, kind of give us that
2: update, yeah yeah I mean uh, there were, there were a couple of of, of great moments it was uh, working with the Bahamian locals, um, some of whom were actors and good ones and some of whom had, had very limited acting experience um but they were really, you know open to it and um, and that that was very enjoyable. Um, I just worked like working in the Bahamas it was such fun um, but yeah, no question I mean working with those dolphins in the water um it's just an extraordinary experience um you're you're so aware that they Um, that they are looking after you. In fact, one of the trainers told me that there was a, um, when they went out into the ocean once, there was a wild dolphin. um, And occasionally a dolphin will take against you and butt you and not like you, you know. And there was this this wild dolphin, which was circling the trainer and the other dolphins actually gathered around him and they swam with him back to the boat and they kept the other dolphin away. Wow. And you think that's extraordinary because that means that they actually not only could see what was happening, but okay. had decided that they were going to intervene very intelligent. and decided that they wanted to intervene, <clears throat> you know, that they didn't want this person, this human to be hurt, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you get the feeling, I mean, if ever you get a chance to go down to Florida, go wherever, um, if you ever get a chance to swim with dolphins, it is the most extraordinary feeling yeah. that you have um, with these creatures. And that's yeah. what I think everyone in the cast um, uh, you know, they used to do that uh, at,
1: at Marine Land down in, uh, and then uh, you know the conservatives uh, shut them down. So yeah,
2: well, I think it's very important for um for all mammals, uh, whales, dolphins, whatever they are, um, to be in uh, a facility which allows them total access to the ocean if sure. they want to go. Um, you know that that's my feeling. Um. Yeah. Uh, if they want to swim away, <laughs> then they should be allowed to. This um, I favorite? don't believe in penning up dolphins unless it's a specific purpose, you know, um, if they're sick or they're unhealthy or something, but otherwise they should be free. Yeah, Is this your first experience working with dolphins? Yeah, totally. Totally. And, you know, and I, I you know, I, i come from england originally as you can probably tell from my accent and we have a lot of dolphins and porpoises uh, all around the coast but it's too damned cold to get in the water most of the time so you, know, you don't really want to go near them
1: welcome um, to la yeah absolutely. so can you tell us the plot of the movie without spoiling it for those who haven't seen it yeah
2: yes it's it's really pretty straightforward um a grandfather looks after his granddaughter um, and they go fishing and they live a fairly basic existence. Uh, she goes to school, a local Bahamian school, and um, she meets a young Bahamian boy who, you know, they uh, are attracted to each other. And um, the boy's mother is also attracted to the grandfather. So oh, um, you know, they start to get along. That starts. And then suddenly everything goes horribly wrong when the other grandparents from New York turn up. And decide that this has gone on long enough that this um, that this child is obviously not receiving the, the very strict upbringing and the a, a very high level of education that she requires. And therefore, they're, they're going to go to court and try and take her away. She doesn't want to go. The grandfather doesn't want her to go. And the dolphins especially don't want her to go <laughs> uh, because she's great friends with them. and She works at, at a dolphin sanctuary.
1: So class um, and, warfare there yeah
2: that's it I wonder if the reason and, this is written
0: was there's a certain reason that the writer that the writer wanted to write the story
2: well though the, um there was uh there have been a few dolphin movies um uh, you know over over um the Ripper. years and um the bahamas especially hasn't had a lot of movies written and um scripted there to be shot there so I, I think you know a, a few things came together, and um, uh, if you if you say the word dolphin movie, you know, to <laughs> to a network or a broadcaster or a, you know a production house, they tend to say, um, yeah, we haven't done one of those for a little while. Let's have a dolphin movie, <laughs> and I think that's probably what sure. happened. Um, and I have to say, you know, I mean, the production quality—I mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the trailer, even—you know—is is really high, and. Um, it's uh, it's definitely a family movie. Um, there's nothing in it that's going to upset anyone. Um, Even the, the conservatives, time, you know, right?
1: In- conservatives. Yeah,
2: well, it Yes, but it gets conservationists. It gets is what I meant to say, yes. conservationists. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, absolutely. Your, your mind is yeah. thinking on other things, Dave. <laughs> <Conservatives don't laughs> yes. dolphins, so now conservatives don't like dolphins. <laughs> yes. I, I like wouldn't be dolphins. surprised.
1: I wouldn't be surprised.
0: <laughs> so, uh, your hope ever to do another dolphin movie? Like I'd love to. reaching out and say, or, or you can't wait to swim with dolphins after <laughs> COVID or a chance again. Do
2: it? yeah, no, absolutely. Going, maybe
1: he's going to buy his own dolphin, uh, give his cat company. Maybe
2: my own next movie should be a dolphin movie, yeah, or, or perhaps I'll, I'll do something different, like a, a, a turtle movie. Um, <laughs> I'm sure turtles have just the same. Hey, we haven't <laughs> done a turtle
1: movie in a while, yeah, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so that's awesome, oh. yeah. So, kind of to go back and all the things, uh, Peter, uh, plans for you right now after this is it uh, kind of give us an update, the challenge of of auditioning during this time period of COVID? Give us an update where's it going, yeah.
2: Well, I'm very lucky because I'm a writer as well. Um, I actually spent um, the first six months of COVID writing a TV series, which is gonna be shooting in Ireland um, uh, in uh, May, April, May. Um, It's called The Free State. So I'll be going over there for a while. Um, But I also used the second part of last year to um, get together and, and shoot my own movie which is called outrageous um which is a, a as i say a romantic comedy you could call it a sex comedy but i call it both um and uh uh so that where we've just started post-production on so perhaps you know end of the year so i have actually been very fortunate in my covid lockdown year um i know a lot of my colleagues have just had yeah. the most miserable time um you know and i know it's it's been difficult for you guys too because although it's you know, what you're doing is fantastic. But at the same time, it's really nice to meet people face to face. I I can't wait. And that's the thing of the
0: business of traveling, things like that. You can't do that anymore. You know, I'm fine with the interviews because I've done them in my studio for years. But the fact is never to get to to do red carpets, not get to travel, you know, even though some people do. Dave travels. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it just all depends your mindset in a lot of ways. And do you really need to travel? with this environment now so where we're going is peter and i started with the whole thing the event we're planning with the ten thousandth interview that we we'll have all these celebrities in la dave will be there we'll be partying and no one will be wearing masks let's hope that, that, that
3: happens that, be 10, wonderful.
0: Interviews, that might happen let's <laughs> do math by average 10 a week for 300 yeah. you know, for x amount of weeks when will that be maybe two years so, we
2: <laughs> yeah. should be right here. Oh, off Neil. it'll be so wonderful. I'll be able to kiss you without a mask. I mean, it would just be wonderful. <laughs> we'll be able to rub heads. <laughs> exactly. And how tall
0: are you, Peter? I'm 5'11. I'm 6'10. So- oh, there's no chance. <laughs> so, uh, rubbing heads, uh, that doesn't sound good. All right. So, uh, Dave, let's ask the caregiver Dave question. is: The reason why I call him Caregiver Dave is he has a story and ask that question to Peter. Okay.
1: Yeah. And um, COVID hasn't been too bad to me because I've been doing a lot of television interviews and now I don't have to travel. I can do them right from Zoom. But about 24 years ago, my wife had this headache, headache of her life, lasted three days. And on that fourth day, it turned into a stroke. She lost her speech, became paralyzed on one side. And in that moment, our world, Peter, turned upside down. Uh, Nothing would ever be the same again. She lost Mm -hmm. her speech. She can still communicate, uh, but she can't speak right now. And she's still um uh, paralyzed on one side and we travel all around the world now just sharing our message to caregivers because i discovered there are so many other caregivers who are suffering and feeling lost and alone and we struggled for a couple of years and i didn't want them to suffer anymore i didn't want them to give up like i almost gave up and so i'm dave the caregiver's caregiver and and so i'm, I'm writing my fourth book now and the bottom line is i believe that if uh anyone is either going to become a caregiver or need a caregiver. It's this caregiver tsunami coming. Baby boomers are getting older, your parents, your grandparents. Uh, how has caregiving touched your life or has well, it? You know, um, it, it's it's an extraordinary thing. I, I've
2: got to the age um, where a lot of us start losing our parents. Um, I've lost both of mine now. Oh, and so sorry. Um, yeah, we, well, yes, but it, it's the, the the thing is it's, it almost makes you feel guilty because um, both of them um, died fairly quickly um, and relatively easily. My mother, yeah. bless her heart, just got up in the morning and fell yeah. over. And that was it.
1: That's how I want to go.
2: Yeah. yeah, well, Yes. I mean, you know, there was no warning at all. Um, so I have not been in the position which so many millions of people of my age, particularly and much younger, of course, have been in um, of Uh, of the lingering death of someone who you really love. You cannot abandon them. You have to abandon your own life in order to give them the last, you know, year or two of their lives. And it's just the most extraordinary sacrifice that millions of people all over the world are making. And um, it's, especially now in COVID times, of course, it's extremely difficult because quite frankly, you have to risk your own life to save your loved ones, you know, and um, it, it, if you're allowed to, it it is the most extraordinary thing. And it's definitely not, um, there's not enough attention given to the caregiver and their roles. It's it's very often women, but not always such as in your case. Um, And if you, you have to ask yourself the question as a caregiver, you know, why, why has this happened to me and not to anyone else? Um, And I think the answer is, well, it has happened to vast numbers of people, Um, people like me, you could say I was lucky in that my parents both had a peaceful, quick passing and I didn't have years and years and years of looking after them. but, you know, it's it's uh, when I think about my own death, as we all should regularly, sure. you know, we should think about that. Um, when I think about that and, and approaching it, you know, of course, I, I hope it happens swiftly and easily. But if it doesn't, then who's going to look after me? Will my son have to care for me in my, you know, in my dotage? Perhaps if I'm unfortunate enough, as so many of our friends are, if I'm unfortunate enough to have one of those diseases where you start to lose your mind for your body right um you know it the, it's it's just such a, a large area of concern I don't, I don't mind think... peter i just screened the father
0: with anthony hopkins oh yeah. my goodness yeah and it's tony been...
1: bennett is the latest one his family just yeah, said but, he's no, but he if you Alzheimer's. watch
0: that movie i don't know if it's getting a good move in hollywood but
1: which one Neil? I was
0: going the father that the i
1: father,
0: oh, father. No. so i guess that's a plug yeah. for the movie already but yeah but peter yeah. So it's all it's great uh, catching up, working our, your fans, follow you You're on social media and stuff
2: for so people to connect with you. OK, I have to admit to you, I am not on social media. OK, I, I was born. I was born before the Internet and I've never really caught up. Of course, I, I'm on Zoom now, which is pretty amazing, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm on Zoom, everybody, <laughs> and I did that myself with these fingers, you know. But I, I am the most useless social media person. I, you know, I, you I need have someone social... like
1: Neil. He can, he can fix you up. He <laughs> yeah, can right. hook you up. Take <laughs> I care have of a social him.
2: media presence of zero, I'm afraid. So yeah. no, mm-hmm. um, a fan actually opened a Facebook. Um, uh, uh, Thing for me and i've never been on it and i've never been able to shut it down um so (laughs) (laughs) how many likes so far (laughs) i've no idea who likes me
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so peter we could check out dolphin island very easily at the website right
2: yeah it'll be on on pretty much any streaming platform pretty soon yeah Yeah. and uh, yeah um um yeah but yeah including netflix uh, you know, I don't know about no, that. No, 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 Netflix,
0: yes. let's see, Dave, Netflix is different. That's Every other I'm streamer on. service sells it. Netflix, <laughs> you got to get it picked up in another run after that. So, the streaming right. yeah, services, yeah. you have to pay to download.
1: Okay, Netflix, so Hulu.
0: Where they're going to pay you to stream the film. Yeah. So if Netflix pays you, then they put that film on there. But it's the others, even though they're subscription based, like Amazon, Amazon also, you you have to pay for certain films to
2: download right. to but it, if, you, if you google dolphin island um if i can use google is that allowed yes, <laughs> if yes. 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 Dolphin island, they'll direct you to it's where you, to where you can see it's it i believe this comes out march the third so yeah right. well i appreciate it peter appreciate
0: you coming on
1: yes it's very great. good to great meet you. you great all interview thank you
2: thanks peter and i'll be in
0: that super bowl i'm ready I'm ready. We're already. Neil Haley super Bowl, folks. 10,000 interviews. And Peter will be there and everyone all together in one place for a super spreader. A event. red That's carpet it. event. Right. Yes, yes <laughs> exactly. At Dave's place. All right. Take care. I'll see you again. All Thank right, you guys. guys. That was caregiver celebrity. 7. Take care. Neil Haley here. Lensek has been a sponsor of the Neil Haley show and total media network for around a year and a half. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Lensec. Lensec has been a pioneer in IP security videos since 1998. The company is a trusted security partner with experience around the world. Lensec has experience working with customers in higher education, K through 12 education, government, public safety, critical infrastructure, healthcare, commercial, and more. The physical security experts at Lensec help customers develop Enterprise solutions for their complex physical security projects using our flagship software, Perspective VMS. Lensex Enterprise Level Video Management Software, Perspective VMS, is a browser based software that streams and captures IP security camera video. The latest version of PVMS uses. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show's Stephon Devereaux Celebrity Segment of am Welcome to the Program. Stephon Devereaux, Stephon, we had a week off, but that's not going to happen much longer. We're going to just keep it going all the way through
4: 2021, right? Yes, every week. You know, I can't do okay, this. Okay. Yeah. Every week. See, no I,
0: do, I don't know how many shows I do and how many interviews I lose track of them, but it's so great always. And, uh, these guys are talented and you've been really impressed by what you've been watching on
4: them. And then and, I'm and, and, um, and ahead and introduce them, man. Okay. So first and foremost, all right. I want to introduce Mr. Ricky court and Roger Thomas from the group. Naturally seven guys. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm huge fans. And, uh, I will I'm gonna get into why why I became how I became a huge fan uh because I, you guys are incredible you guys are incredible but uh can you please tell uh, our audience a little bit about yourself please and what uh okay I'll say it like this you have a thing you uh, have a term called vocal play can you please explain to our audience what vocal play is I guess the best
3: way to uh to express that is everybody knows what acapella is acapella is when you sing you know, without instruments, vocal play is when you become those instruments. So um, it's all about mimicking, imitating. Um, it's almost like a magic trick where you an illusion where people are, you want people to see it, you want them to feel it and you definitely want them to hear it. So uh, our goal was to completely take the place of, uh, of what everybody, you know, recognizes as a band and so we have bass, drums, um, brass sections, um, DJ equipment. I um, mean, we've got everything, but we do it all vocally. vocally. So that's our that's that's one of our claims to fame.
4: Well, how did you guys get started? So we started in New York
3: City, um, up in the Bronx, where the people were fresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh slash queens and um and and since then we've got guys in the group from 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 all over the country.
0: Uh Ricky so you guys are the two founders you and Ricky?
5: No. Actually the the founders are um are Roger and his brother Warren who's who's the drummer in the band. Um I um I actually went to went to school elementary school with their 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 little brother. So like like they 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 were they they were the guys that that were ahead of me and it's 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 really really crazy how how things overlap with this with this group because you know our our circles are 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 small.
3: Yeah, we've tried to keep it. We've tried to keep it a a a family of people that have been in the group. So, Rick, what you've been in the group about six years now?
5: Six years, yes.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole group has been together now. Uh, this is our 21st year.
4: Oh my gosh, wow. That's incredible, that is incredible. Now, how I discovered you guys uh, was through a classic, in my opinion, it's a classic, um, but it's the Quincy Jones hit. Can we talk about that a little bit? Uh, because Soul Bossa, I'm I'm trying to say this right, Soul Bossa Nostra. Yeah, that's correct, that's correct. Okay, so the first time I seen this, uh, the video, I really didn't believe I'm like, wait a minute, there's no way. And then I sat back and I, I went back and I watched it again. And I said, these guys are actually doing the song that with their please explain this. Uh, because I don't know if Neil's if he's familiar with this song, but you guys did a song for Quincy Jones with Ludacris, and it was on a Quincy Jones album Q, oh if I'm correct. That's correct. That's how correct. was it work, How was it working with Quincy?
3: Oh man, you know, that's that's phenomenal. Uh anytime you're working with a legend. Um, you know, uh, Quincy gave us one of the highest praises. Said that, you know, we were the, the one of the greatest acapella groups he had ever heard. Um, we were invited. How we met Quincy? We were invited to his seventy fifth birthday. Uh, this was taking place in Montreux, Switzerland, and we were the only ones on the play on the bill that he did not know who they were. Everybody else were, they were legends. Patty Austin, Herbie Hancock, that's that's, 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 that's who was there. So after we performed the song called uh, Wall of Sound, he came up on the stage and I remember him whispering in my head, the, the whole, uh, everybody was a standing ovation. He came up and he just said, who the heck are y'all? You know, he whispered in my, he didn't say those exact words, but he said something like that.
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) So um, from that point on, we started, uh, we became friends. We met with him at his uh, uh, Beverly Hills home um, and we started doing some tours with him. And then he decided that we were going to be on that, on that, on that next project that he was doing. And then we found out that we had the title cut. And, uh, you know, so I remember him giving us that tune and saying, all right, I don't know how y'all are going to do it, but show me, show me what naturally seven can do. And I remember the first, the the day he heard it, he was like, wow, y'all hit it out of the, out of the, you know, out of the baseball field. So it was that your reaction is what our goal has been our entire career is how can we make people just go, I don't believe it.
4: I believe mean. it to us to this day i still believe that they should replace uh the austin powers theme song with that song because <laughs> that song and, and you know you know you know that austin powers theme song i mean that's what people think that's what they know it as the austin powers theme song exactly. they don't know the true history of the song but you guys with your version next time if, if they do another movie I, I say you you know maybe you guys should uh try to you know get get that done i Neil probably can get that done. <laughs> uh,
0: so now, Ricky, I guess because you weren't part of the group for such a long period of time, like Roger was, wh- were you asking Roger what's going on? Here? I'm working with Quincy Jones. I'm doing all this stuff now. D- this is a normal thing for you. What did you kind of say when they said that? You know, well, you're going to be part of that.
5: Truthfully, like, like I had to um when when I was when I was joining the group, I had to I had to kind of come in come in as if. Yeah, of course. It's it's it. This is par for the course. I'm 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 good with all of this. Like when when Roger was um, first in the first time I talked to him, the first interview, and he was he was saying, okay, um, you know, can you do this? Um, we need you to sing lead. We need you to um. We need you to do uh sing harmony because those aren't the same thing. And everybody that can sing lead. Can't necessarily sing harmony, and I was like, "Yes, yes, I can definitely do that. I can do, definitely do that." He said, "We need you to um, we need you to be able to perform on stage. We're a live live experience, so we need you to be able to perform on stage. We need you to um, hey, can can you do that?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I can, I can do it." He said, "Yeah, and um, we're we're gonna need you to do guitar solos. Um, um, can can you do that?" And I said, "Yes, of course, yes, yeah." And then I got off the phone. I was like, "How the heck am I gonna do that?" I just told this man yes. <laughs> And now, um, so I had to, I had, I had to, because nobody is practicing what we do. Like, like you are practicing as a singer your whole life, but what we do is not something that 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 is, that's like, oh yeah, I, you know, I, I practice that. I'm a first tenor, and I'm all, I'm, a, I'm also a lead guitar. That's not something you're, no, you're, not you're practicing. So it's it's something I had to, I had to work my way into, and I've grown as a vocalist. While, while in the group by leaps and bounds, I believe.
4: Now, I noticed that you guys do covers. And the one cover that I was really, really impressed with was the uh, Phil Collins in the, air, in the air tonight. Now, look, can I ask a question? Where, uh, well, obviously, i asked going to ask the question. But uh, how do you choose the songs that you you know want to redo?
3: One of the th- simple methods we have, I think, is can we... It doesn't. Ha- you don't have to always improve on it, but can you take it to some place that, Worthy for example, the two of you would say that was worth hearing? You know, a lot of times people hear a cover and they go, "Okay, well, yeah, you did it just like how Phil did it." You know, it's it's got to be something where can you take it someplace else and not mess it up, and at the same, you know, make it worthwhile that there's two versions of this song on planet Earth. So. Within the air tonight, I think the the measuring stick for that was everybody knows that hook. Everybody, mm-hmm. anybody that knows anything about music knows that hook. So we said, let's let's see if we can create a whole brand new song, but use that hook. So uh, that's what we did, and we just yeah, you know, that was
4: that was the one yeah. thing. I, yes, yes, yes. You're absolutely correct. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it was just trying to make it something different. But we don't want to make you go, yeah. But uh, no. it's not, you know, I still because Phil's is loved. People love Phil. Yes. I mean, the the. But we can tell halfway through ours that everybody's
5: still going. Okay, Are they going to do the drum fill? Are they going to do the drum fill? Are they going to the do the drum? <laughs> <laughs> and so we're like we 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 build up to it, and um our drummer um who is um Roger's brother, um he's uh I don't. Because I because I wasn't in the group from the beginning, I can I can say it from from both perspective as an outsider and both being in the group. He's the best vocal percussionist in the world, um, and you're when you hear the drums, it's I think it, I think it really sets this group apart. Where a lot of a lot of acapella groups now are doing vocal percussion, they don't have what he has like that. The thing oh, yeah. he does in it's 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 insane. And so when you're when you're hearing in the air tonight, and you're waiting for like, are they really gonna do the? It sounds it's it's coming. It's, it sounds like he's and when he does it, it's, it's like it's 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 amazing.
0: It sounds like awesome. it. now Roger, because your niche of the way you guys do this is different than anybody else. Who are you really competing against to have success in music?
3: Man, that's a great, great question. Um, you know, there was, when we, when we first got started, there, was, there were people that you look up to. Um, you're inspired by, it, whether it be uh, Take Six or Bobby McFerrin, uh, just different people along the way. But there comes a point, and, and I think it's great when any artist reaches this point where you realize that um, there is nobody ahead of you anymore. There's nobody in that. As you said, that niche, that 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 place where you are, you know, I expect that's that's how Prince and Michael Jackson felt. With, you know, they were inspired by James Brown, but they get to a point at some point where this is Prince music. This is uh, this is Michael Jackson music. Uh, you know, this is naturally where we're at right now is naturally 7 music. There's really no other way to describe it. So people from uh, Asia to Australia, South America. Uh, North America, everywhere around, I think they can only describe it as, hey, I did it the naturally seven way. Mm. And we've coined that phrase vocal play. So it's nice that it's coming up saying that, you know, from vocal play, you know, from in in Africa, they're like, yeah, this is vocal play. And we, you know, you realize that, wow, that's, uh,
4: that's something that we brought to the, to the planet. No, I, I love it. I love it. Vocal play, I I truly love it. And I love the way you uh, brought up Bobby McFerrin because a lot of people, uh, especially the new generation, don't, they don't remember Bobby McFerrin. You know, uh, is is he pretty much, was he the guy that made you say, you know what, we can actually do this. I mean, because he was actually the first person I ever heard doing what you would call vocal play.
3: It's going to be several uh, things. It's, he's going to be part of it. You know, if we were creating a little, collage of who the different pieces of inspiration. Some a lot of it like with Warren doing beatbox is going to go back to Fat Boys and and, and, and Dougie Fresh, Fresh with uh with in hip hop. So uh so that's a little piece of it. Then you then we when we saw Bobby McFerrin for the first time we're like, oh wow oh that's that's something that's something different and there are different there are even some very unknown people you know that just on, the, on that level that we have said wow They've taken it to the next level. We just never heard any like I remember hearing a, lots of jazz musicians that would um, imitate different things. I we just never heard anybody really do it in um, in R and B, hip hop, yeah. pop as a group. And you have a lot of that you is. have a lot of individuals that are crazy on this planet right now, but they don't get together as a group. You know, they they're, they're just solo artists. That have learned how to, uh, to, to imitate all sorts of different things. We're like the first to come together as a group. And we didn't invent the idea of doing, um, you know, bass and drums per se. But we, we are the ones that really said, let's take it, let's, let's take it further than that, and actually make it so that everybody at certain times is, is becoming an instrument. And we also, on stage, we make it like that. So my brother, he sits down like he's playing drums, you know, like even in a performance, the bass, our bass, our bass singer, he stands where the bass uh, guitarist would, would, would stand. And we, we give that full uh, package, if you will, of, uh, of a band.
0: Exactly. And see, and that's the thing when you talk about, but seven, are there lots of sevens of, in a group? That's a big group, isn't it guys? It is.
5: It is. I mean, but it is. I I feel like well for w- for what we do because in if 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 you've if you've ever seen us live and it's and we are really alive. It's, you Ever come to Pittsburgh? Oh man, we'd love to. I I, I can't man, I can't wait to travel again.
0: <laughs> yes, but, it's, that's going to be more step on. Ask that question, but continue. But, yeah. yeah, go ahead. But, with yeah, the I, I think if you've yeah. ever
5: seen us, if you've ever seen us live, you'll realize that no one there. There there are very few times in a show where. I'm not doing something. I don't have a responsibility because there's so much to do. And if we're gonna, if there's if we're gonna have, for instance, um a singer, a singer and and harmony being backed up by a band, then we everybody is necessary. There, there, there's there's nobody who's like, oh, true. Oh, this is this song? I'm chilling. That never happened. <laughs> yeah. No, not with us. In fact,
3: most more times we need even more parts. So yeah, we have one guy that's exactly. on a loop pedal. He's a he's a loop pedal uh, extraordinaire. So he's creating things that would take three or four other guys uh, if we had them uh, in there. But the, that question that you asked, Neil, seven men, that's really now become more popular because of K-pop. Yes. With these, some of these K-pop groups. Yes. They're rolling with seven, nine, and eleven, and all sorts of numbers like Does that. Does that have a little
0: bit to do with America's Got Talent, where they start to put all these big groups together and he gets dancers and everything that people are looking at larger groups? You know, K-pop has been been studying R and B for a while. Like, yeah, like if you um if you if you listen to it,
5: man, they they, they have done their homework on this on on, on R and B, and they real like some of it. Some of it, like when I listen to it. I can tell kind of they don't really understand the words, but yeah, man, they understand the feel. They understand, they understand that 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 music speaks speaks when they don't speak the language. And, and that's the
4: beautiful the part about music too, because uh <laughs> anywhere. Because I notice you guys, you know, you guys are you travel well actually you we can't COVID right now, but how are you guys doing with virtual events? Because I noticed you guys are doing a bunch of virtual events.
3: Well, we we're so used to being on the road. We were, we were we were on the road 150 to 200 dates a year. Yeah, we've around been, the
4: world, man, around the world. How are you guys that?
3: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Every. I mean, we went on three world tours with Michael Bublé. That that took us eight years of our lives,
4: just man.
3: Uh, doing 400 shows, twenty thousand seaters everywhere. So yes, we've been through Pittsburgh, everywhere. We've been through all that, but. Um, it's, it's dealing with it now, I, I think we are all, uh, it's shocking to us that, um, you know, to, to, to be home for the amount of time, I think before this, the longest we had been home for is probably about six weeks.
4: Oh, goodness gracious. You know, so... so. Not like your old days, Neil. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and I was (laughs) traveling. up up a year now. Not to that level. Not to that level, guys. And so, and Ricky, so the biggest tour you guys were on, Roger, would you say was the last couple years before COVID or before that even, before even Ricky joined the group?
3: Uh, Before, yeah. Even before Ricky joined the group, because we... We joined, uh, we joined Buble in 2008. We joined him in 2008, and that went all the way to 2014. Ricky came in the group about 2015. So those, I mean, since then we've been on, we've been on tours with Coldplay. We've been on, you know, we've, and our own tours are pretty big. Our own yeah. tours where we just, you know, uh, do our own tours. So um, we're a touring
0: group. You know, some groups. So how do you survive your touring group? and they're not able to.
4: Yeah.
3: Man, we're fish out of water right now. You're looking at fish out of
0: water.
5: Well, right now. a lot of it is is the entire <laughs> the entire music industry, especially live musicians are having to reinvent the wheel all at the same time. And so we we have we have we jumped headlong into dis- discovering how we can do these virtual events. We we've um we 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 invested in ourselves in terms of getting getting equipment individually and and like i as as a singer i, I feel bad that i haven't been i haven't been the one recording myself i've i've always just gone into the studio and um and and had someone record me but see that's
4: the best part though you're learning how to do things right now like i, I was brand just new brand new just listening to an interview and uh, jim jones okay rapper jim jones and he was talking about a technology or something that he was forming or uh forming with title i guess and through zoom where you're going to be able to record through guys okay we, us four right here we can sit here and do a song <laughs> right now we could all do a song together and it will be in sync i don't know what they're doing so i, I got to do some more research on it but i'm, I'm thinking of myself like the possibilities Oh my goodness! People are actually thinking again. Like they are thinking, they're learning. they i mean, it's—it's it's incredible. It's—it's it's really incredible. A
5: lot of, a lot of, a lot of innovation. You know, it's going to come out of this because we, we, we all no, noticed the limitations of this thing at all at once, and you're, you're having to basically, um, you know, retool a 747 while in flight. So it, there was, there was, there was no warning. It was—I remember in. In February, because we're because we, we tour Europe so often, we saw we saw it, was, they they were they were two months ahead of us in terms of COVID. So we were like, oh wow, this thing is coming. It's we 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 know what's happening over there, it's gonna happen here. And so in in February, we were like, look, guys, brace yourselves. We're not like I know we have all these dates lined up and 2020, we our, our calendar was completely jam-packed full. And we were like, I know we have all these dates lined up. We're not going to make any of them. And so, prepare yourself. So, what we did was we started. We started. Okay, we're going to learn how to. We're going to learn how to record ourselves. We're going to learn how to come up with new things. Um, work work virtually with each other. We're going to learn how to green screen. We're going to learn how to like. And we've the we've gotten really, really adept with, with working with, working with green screen. What, what's, what's going to, how to light it, how to like all of those things so that we can actually in this
4: virtual space really work. And do it Um, yourself, man. (laughs) That's the beautiful part about this. Like I was checking your Facebook page out and I said, okay, these guys are really getting the hang of this because a lot of groups, you know, or a a lot of artists, they wouldn't even take, The initiative to even learn how to do a Facebook page, you know, and that like bothers me when I talk to artists because I'm saying, look, man, in the world we live in today, the way the music business is set up now. Uh, it's time to be your own boss. Even if you, even if you only just do 50% of the work and you want, you got someone else yeah. to handle it. You gotta learn how to do what they're doing, because guess what? It may fall in your lap tomorrow. And then if you're oh, you a, a lot of it has, has come where, where,
5: you know, because everyone is in the same boat. Everyone is, you Pardon? are... Now now you're on a level playing field with the with the biggest artists in the world because guess what? They can't tour either.
4: Can't do nothing. <laughs> can't, so, and that was about the music now. Now it's really yeah. about the music. And now you see a lot more, um, I'll say ads and so forth from the major artists, you know, who are out there. They're just clobbering the YouTubes and the Facebooks and the Pinterest and whatever social media platform they can get on. They're clobbering with ads to keep themselves relevant. And you see a lot of guys are figuring other things out like uh, rappers now are on Instagram doing interviews with each other. And they're sitting, I mean, it's, it's insane just to keep themselves relevant because if not, you know, cause not everybody is, you know, uh, uh, Taylor Swift or Snoop Dogg or, you know, 50 cent where they can find something else to do because of their brand. A lot of these guys like yourself who are still out here grinding on a daily basis, you know, the to touring, it, you know, not being able to do that it does hurt. So, like, I'm just feeling we, for you guys. We, that's we, all. Found, we found a way to be creative, though. Yep, it, and,
5: and that's and, the and, best and part about it. Really, I would I would say in 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 this in this last ten months, um, we have we've continued to to come up with music. We've continued to record. We've continued to write, and we've continued to to innovate in in our own space. So now we we like we've got we've got stuff to come yeah. like like we've got stuff we're we're constantly working on this week we're working next week we've got stuff that's 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 in the can that, that, that we're still working on still 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 refining still mixing still doing all of that stuff because guess what we are we are a, a living breathing musical animal so we can that we actually have to continue to do it you can't stop
4: that is awesome that is so awesome guys so what you got coming up? <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, sorry, I gotta like, ask. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Ricky's talking about,
3: because we've, uh, with these virtual concerts we have, I mean, we were hoping, we were hoping the next couple of months to actually physically get together. And even if we were gonna stream that, but uh, it doesn't it doesn't look like that, that's gonna happen anytime soon. So we're gonna continue going down the road that we're going down where we create these uh, particular projects. Um, uh, right now, we may be getting to uh, 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 movie uh, mo- uh, movie soundtracks where uh, songs that were really, really big in uh, movie soundtracks. Because somebody has asked us, to, uh, uh, an entity had asked us to do a, a particular song from a movie, and it came out so good, or two of the songs came out so good. We're like, man, maybe we should do a whole whole project of this. But at the same time, educate people movies that they come from and make it more than just the listening experience of listening to Naturally 7, but actually create a forum for people to go back and go back to original iconic movies uh, that have these iconic songs. So I think that that's what's in the works for us is to actually see if we can combine and and uh, really get our fans and uh, create new fans where we're educating them at the same time.
4: Wow. Wow. Go ahead, Neil. I think you are still. Absolutely. So let's
0: kind of go in the final thing. Best place we can connect with you guys. Where can we go? Well, all the social media
5: platforms, we're, 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 we have a presence on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all of that. It's, it's naturally7, just like, just like it says, and also our website is naturally seven uh com there's a story behind that but i don't think this is the forum <laughs>
0: <laughs> good. So appreciate it roger appreciate it ricky best of luck when you come to pittsburgh hey we're there right? we are oh, there sweet. thank we you so there. much my we, we can't there. we can't wait can't wait yeah my well, mother will the be pittsburgh there too, too. that's little, for sure so good talking you guys take care uh, thanks all right. guys care. all right guys that was stuff on deborah celebrity segment on the neil haley show take care guys
4: Celebrity slots. Free spin. Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. Making
2: money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download. Free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for? Win meet and greets celebrity
1: merchandise, gift cards, and more! Download Celebrity Slots today!